Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Dope Black Podcast. Um, gentlemen, thank you for your time today. Um, huge fans of both and have been for a long time, so I appreciate your time. Thank uh, you. Yes. This film, it shines a light on a problem that we know this country faces, which is private prisons. Um, but it really shines a light on what goes behind the scenes, you know, behind closed doors and things that we don't see even in the news. Um, as black men, especially, were there any personal connections to this film? Just as you know, private prisons are made up majority of brown and black people. I mean, most of my family have have done their time. Have we call it college? We call it university in our family. Most of our family have spent a considerable amount of time there, not because they were evil men. But they had to do certain things in order to save their, to provide for their family. The the system ain't broke; it's fixed, mm-hmm. and it's fixed in a way that it will always be a deficit for us until we change it. I just spoke earlier and asked um, Tyrese if you know what his thoughts were on since the fact that we have not received reparations for the thing that has put us into this hole this this moral and mental quagmire we've been stuck in for 400 years since they built this entire country from our family for all of these years without pay then any descendant of slaves mm-hmm should not have to pay taxes for the next 400 years. You don't have to give us any money. Don't just allow us to keep our money reinvested into our communities. I think if we push for something in this manner, it's owed to us. The UN has recognized that we need these reparations and will get our people out of the these circumstances that force them to make these desperate and dire changes. I think we can... Um, find some kind of agreement since they've received, they've already received the benefit of our work. So, you know, I Definitely. think that might be an option. Yes, Tyrese, how about you? Any personal connections just to the film, especially with what we go through, you know, as black and brown people? Well, I mean, where do I start? <laughs> I know, all, it's like, where do I begin? <laughs> yeah, first of all, I just want to say to my brother, Terrence Howard, who took my call, I love you and I appreciate you. I appreciate what you brought to the film. Um, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, you know, I signed on to do this film 
you know, we ended up doing rewrites of like 40, 50 pages with the director, Dallas, because we just wanted to go deep, deep, deep into the mental, emotional, psychological warfare of it all. Yeah, we fighting in the movie. Yeah, we fighting so that we can be released. Um, and so a lot of us are fighting without being in a cage, meaning like a UFC dungeon. We're fighting because when you're in there, it's all mental, emotional, and psychological warfare. And when you get out of there, you're still heavily affected by it because it's inhumane to be exposed to that. No grown ass man wants to have another man taking a dump in a prison cell in close proximity to them, taking a shower, having men to be raped, beat, stabbed, shot, brutalized, threatened, extorted, blackmailed. It's so much going on inside the jails. And like I said, that feeling of being institutionalized starts long before you ever physically go to jail. Because us as a culture, we don't believe we deserve the best. We don't believe that um, we really have a shot at being multi-billionaires and millionaires. It's, it is the beat down in itself of your spirit that will put us all in a box and start believing that just giving us just enough, yes sir, no sir. It's, it's, that, it's that condescending, belittling treatment that's been around for 400 plus years. And I'm not one of those guys that be milking slavery. Right. Um, I know what happened. I know as a culture, we're still dealing and feeling the direct effects of it all. But in my mind, I did this film because I wanted to make people uncomfortable. Um, and I was very grateful that Terrence took my call. They gave me all these other options of actors. I didn't go with none of the options they threw at me. Terrence's name wasn't even on the list. I said, can we get him on the phone? Can we see if he can make himself available? He took very little as far as pay, I took very little. We knew both the statement to do this film was much bigger than any amount of money that they can throw at us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there are certain people right now in the hood that's almost anticipating going to jail because they've made jail seem like the funnest and the best thing ever. You get celebrated when you get out of jail when you graduate with honors or a PhD, you can barely get people to show up. But as soon as you go to jail and you do 10 years, the whole hood is celebrating you coming out. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of rambling, but I just want y'all to know that we did this film thinking about our people. And if we can make white people who is almost laughing and making a mockery of our distress and our traumas, 
because they've normalized black men being in jail. We wanted everybody, black people and white people, to be very uncomfortable with what we captured in this movie. So I wanted to kind of come at an angle because um, for me, one thing that I definitely got from watching the movie and, and watching you guys and all the movies that you've done and knowing your kind of personal stories is how was playing a father figure and a mentor figure um, important to you in this role? What did you, how, how did you create your kind of backstory of you being a father's and you being a mentor role and putting that into your role? Terrence, you go ahead and jump in, my brother. Um, well, the truth is we're all mentors to to everyone that sees us. We're either an encouragement or a discouragement. Um, we're either going to uh, shed light on someone or shed or cast a shadow on someone, you know, and you are responsible for the effects that you have on someone's life and for the things that you don't do that are in your power to someone else. So for me in approaching the role of trying to be a mentor, I don't think he was trying to be a mentor. He was just trying to, to, um, to be a lifeline, to help this man keep some sense of hope so that he could survive because it's hope that gets you to the next day. It's the hope that things may make a, a better turn and might not remain in the dismal, um, bleak and uh, impossible circumstances that you think they are today. But hope pushes you forward. So I think that was the purpose of the character, to to share some hope. Savage could already fight. Savage was, was, you know, was an incredible fighter. So my character didn't teach him how to fight. You know, he may have taught him to to be aware of his circumstances and to calm himself. And that's what I'm hoping that the message is, no matter what circumstance you're in, calm yourself. Do not behave reactionary and emotional. And therefore you may avoid ending up in that prison because most of those people in those prisons are because they put themselves in a situation where they behaved in an irrational or an emotional state when they could have logically walked their way through, talked their way through, or found legislation to change their circumstances. Mm, Like respond rather than react. Yes. Think, think, think. ABC, always be comfortable, always be calm, always be cool, always be ready to deal with the consequences of your actions. So if they just do the ABC, it might slow them down for a second. Am I cool with the consequences of this? Yes, I have the right to punch you in the face for what you just said to me, for disrespecting my family. Is that going to benefit me having this emotional reaction right now? Think about it. Thank you. So what was it like playing a father figure role um, and a mentor in the movie? I am a father, so... And I'm a father to two beautiful daughters, a 15-year-old and a four-year-old. So the only thing that I have never, and I hope I never have to experience, is that level of dysfunctional pressure of going to jail and knowing that I can't be out here on the outside to protect my babies from these wolves. 
Um, you know, we're amongst the lost generation. There's so many of us that's trying to figure out what is our plan? What is our purpose? Who are we? Um, social media has messed people up even more because, you know, life doesn't allow for you to put a filter on it. Um, life doesn't allow for you to uh, cut and paste your reality. Um, there's so many of us that were, were just struggling in general and things have gotten worse, you know, post the pandemic. We're still technically in it. I know we're looking at NFL games and basketball games and no one's wearing a mask, but COVID is still very real. Um, and the mental, emotional, spiritual, and psychological warfare that took place during this pandemic was like nothing that anyone has ever seen or experienced in their life. Telling a grown man and woman to stay at home and quarantine and be 24 hours, seven days a week family, 24 hours, seven days a week them, most of us has never had to experience that. It's you're free, but you're in prison without the actual conditions of prison. But most of us don't know ourselves. Most of us has never had to exist on this earth while being 24 hours, seven days a week them by themselves, living with those thoughts, um, self-discovery, depression, anxiety, and mental and psychological warfare is at an all-time high. And because people are back outside, doesn't mean that they're not dealing and reeling through the effects of quarantine and this pandemic. Um, it seems as if the world has like ran out of reactions pertaining to death. We've all like became little baby versions of sociopaths where we don't lose sleep anymore over hearing about somebody else dying because death has became normalized. COVID, COVID, millions, they're saying like 9.1 million people have died of COVID. I've never seen this much death, heard of it, seen it, been exposed to it ever in my life. Um, if September 11th, God forbid, would have happened next week, I don't think nowhere near as many people would be traumatized from the death in itself because we've gotten so immune to death because we've lost so many people along the way. The only thing we're doing right now is reacting to different versions of death, but death in itself, people are like, oh man, that's so sad. Then they go into a damn barbecue three hours later. You know, there are certain tragedies that used to happen in America that would shut people down for months just trying to process how painful it must be to see, hear, or be exposed to that. I think ever since Columbine High School, the amount of mass killings in schools, you know, even that has been normalized. It's so crazy, the world we're living in. So, you know, getting on your knees, man, and getting to know the Lord Jesus Christ 
um, and just asking and inviting God into your most vulnerable spaces and intimate spaces is the journey, is the goal. Because it's it's crazy out here, man. It's really crazy. Like, I'm ashamed to be raising my kids during this generation. It's too much. Powerful. I mean, everything, man. Sex has been normalized. We used to... You remember when... (laughs) Remember when you was young, man, have you seen anything that has to do with sex or it, it, you'd be like, oh, my God, it's so normal. It's it's yeah, nothing turns crazy. Yeah. Our kids are asking us questions that they shouldn't be asking us at this age. It's really crazy. It's That's why my aren't in school today. To this day, I haven't put my children in school because school is no longer teaching them to be better people. They're conditioning them to work within a society that they've set up that's non-functional. So when you asked the question earlier about father, I have to ask myself, what does it mean to be a father? What does father mean today? Does it have a different meaning than it had 2,000 years ago? What does it mean to be a father today? You know, is it just a sperm donor? Is that what you are? Or just the the one that pays the bills? You know, or the one that's supposed to hold the line and be the integrity keeper and the reflection of the creator? That's what we're supposed to be as a father. So, you know, I don't know if I'm the best father. I I try to be. I I fail my wife constantly. I fail my children, I fail my community, but I still keep trying. It just because I failed, it doesn't make me a failure. And I think that's the biggest problem within our community. We make our mistakes and then we, we wallow in it. And we don't think that we can make a difference and get better. And we end up in circumstances where we make bad choices and we know the law is stacked against us. We know that it's stacked against us and you can still make the choices. So there's a thing. There's a saying that I threw out there a few years back. How can you naturally know how to be something you were never raised by? Think about that. How can you naturally know how to be something you were never raised by? If you were not, if you didn't grow up in a house to see the model husband and wife, It's expected of you to go through multiple marriages and divorces. Where is the blueprint? If you were never raised by a father, we may consider ourselves the best fathers we can be, but we're winging it. We, we, (laughs) I was never raised in a household with a father. So yes, I'm co-creating these children. Yes. I'm a hustler and I'm a provider, but putting food on the table, paying the bills and moving our children into certain environments and communities that may be safer or better, still by definition doesn't make you a father. Doesn't make you a mother because you did nine months and pushed that baby out. There's a lot of mothers that are completely out of touch with the the, the sensitivities in and around being a day-to-day mother because they may have not been raised in a household with that model citizen or example. So we we are winging it. 
Um, and, and, you know, I give myself as much credit and props as I can because the world is not going to validate you. You got to validate yourself. Um, and I'm far from perfect. I'm doing the best that I can, you know, and again, to make it all worse, if you run a stop sign, you make a mistake, you do something crazy, or you have a moment of a mental health breakdown, they make it worse by putting you in jail. And they give you these long sentences that they don't give out to no other race. As if there's this premeditated journey that they've put on all of us. You belong in those county blues and orange suits. You belong out there, you know, making three cents a day with slave labor, grown ass, man, I can't make it on no three cents a day. You know, one day soon, especially after this movie I just did, I'm going to go public. It's going to be very controversial and it's okay because that's what I am. It's going to be very controversial when I expose all of these companies that got prison inmates building their furniture, building their cars, building all of the things that they're building with the hands of modern day slaves, paying them very little. And they know that these men and women are in jail and got nothing else to do. They're trying to get through their time instead of just being locked in a jail cell for 20 hours a day. And they're offering them these random jobs, paying them pennies on the dollar and they're selling the furniture and doing all that they're doing, making a real profit off of the backsides of all of these prison inmates that work directly in conjunction with these corporations. I'm telling you, if you were to Google it and you look up the amount of the Ikea's, whatever, there's a lot of companies in corporate America that's got black people and brown people in prison slave labor, slave wages. And yet when the furniture is made, they're selling it for hundreds of thousands of dollars on our backside. And they love to associate slave labor and slave pay to Asians and people over in China. But that shit is happening right here in America. So I didn't do this movie because it was a payday. I didn't do this movie to say, look at me on a movie poster. I did this movie because of what I stand for as a man. And I want to shed light on, on what's, what's really going on out here in plain sight. And you can't put a filter on that shit. Yeah. Next question, please. I told y'all this is going to be good, y'all. Dropping gems, okay? <laughs> Kenneth? Yeah, hey Tyrese, hey Terrence. I'm a big fan of y'all. My aunties are too. They were so excited when I told them I was interviewing y'all. Oh, yeah. tell them thank you. Tell them yeah. thank you. Appreciate the love. We don't take granted. So I write for Uptown Magazine, and I want to start by asking you all, Terrence, your character Bones, he kind of takes on a big brother role as it relates to helping Terry navigate this really strenuous system. So I want to ask, could y'all both speak to the importance of what it means to really show that sense of brotherhood when things are tough? Well, you need, we ask and and pray for many things. But most of the time when those things arrive, we don't really appreciate them. Because most of the time we're asking from a place of want 
and not from a place of need. Um, a friend is a, a friend is someone who's who sticks closer than a brother. That's what the scripture says. Well, what Bones was to Savage, you know, is the same friendship that I have with with Tyrese. I mean, I'm older than Tyrese, and he shows me a great deal of respect and 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 how we deal with each other. Um, he honors me in that way. And I love him for that because he's so talented and was famous long before I was famous. Um, but we carry the responsibility of knowing the stress that we have as actors, the stress that we have as men, the stress that we have as human beings. Um, you need sometimes just a reflection that says it's going to be okay, a pat on the back. It's all right. Let that go. Push that off. It's just the Jiminy Cricket. That's what Bones was, I feel, to to Savage. Nothing, not no, no, no big thing, but just something to say, hey, here's a cup of water in this 26-mile run. It's not gonna quench all your thirst, but it'll take away some. Thank you. Yeah, and and you know, me and Terrence on set, there was uh there was this beautiful duality, if that's the right word, where um I said, I want Terrence's trailer to be right next to mine. Um, I want to talk to him about divorce, family law, the court system. I want to talk to him about the highs and the lows of being in this game. Um, and so we ended up having the bones and savage <laughs> relationship right there relationship on set and there were days that i was very grateful that it wasn't a lot of dialogue required to get through the day because i didn't have it in me to speak i just had it in me to be you know, the thing about the alpha male is that the world will assume because we look and appear to be strong that we're always strong. Um, the, 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 the confusing thing about the alpha male is that they'll say, well, the bank account is nice, so he's all right. Um, but th there was a lot of takeaways that I had beyond what we put on film from just having an opportunity to be around Terrence for a very long period of time versus a press junket or um, just running into him at one of these Hollywood events. I mean, um, even, you know, what's really crazy, and I'll put this out there because I'm proud of it, um, they wanted to do this whole press junket with me. And I literally reached out to Terrence and Jeremy Piven and I said, I don't want to do one interview without y'all because we are the movie. We did this film. We pulled from each other. We poured into each other. And I don't really do all the big eye little use. I played. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This game, and I play it on a, a very leveled equal battlefield that's how i that's how i look at it and um so literally this press junket has been on and off three different times because i wanted to make sure that both of my brothers was a part of this um yeah it's cool to be the star be number one on the call sheet be on the poster and all this sexy stuff but i've had that before this, this movie and the impact of this film is so much bigger than all of us individually. So that's why we did it as a unit and I wanted us to do these interviews as a unit. And I, I hope that people are able to, to, to go to the theaters, watch this movie and, and the takeaway be, I was so uncomfortable I hope that never happens to me. The moment that I think about having a hothead moment and slapping the shit out of somebody or shooting or stabbing or just doing something crazy impulsively in the moment, hopefully if they love Terrence, love me, love Jeremy Piven, and they remember the discomfort that we displayed in this film, it will become a deterrent. That's... That's why I signed on to do this film. All right. Do you sorry have- for these sorry for these long answers, but we told y'all it'd be way juicier if we did it together. <laughs> I love that. Do you guys have uh, one more time for one more question from each of us? Yeah. Whatever you whatever whatever you got. Let's go. Okay. All right. So my question is it's kind of a personal question because I've had uh, family who has served in the armed uh, services before. And, you know, upon returning home, they too have had issues with police. So we often talk talk about the school to prison pipeline, but I wanted to talk about the armed forces, military to prison pipeline, because that's a real thing, as shameful as that is. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that? You know, Tyrese, your character, was in the armed services and and for him to even be jammed up within the prison system is wild to me, but it happens so, so much to black and brown people who have fought for our country and come home and still have to deal with 
you know, America. So I wanted to know what's, what's your thoughts on the military to prison pipeline that is actually a real thing in this country? You know, I've never heard a phrase that way, military to prison pipeline. But the truth is, um, again, our selfless men and women who serve, um, it can't be easy to come home and have all of these thoughts and images to replay in your mind. The battlefield is in the mind. Um, I tell people all the time that if you don't develop an intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, who is my Lord and Savior. See, Jesus don't have nephews. You have to develop an individual relationship with him. You have to invite him in because the problem is most of us has we have all, most of us have mastered the art of perception as well as deception. We appear to be a good person. We appear to be okay, but we're not okay. It's 24 hours, seven days a week, me. And the things that I allow myself to see things I allow myself to hear, the things that I'm exposed to on the day-to-day. -day. Either I'm creating this dysfunctional life for myself or I'm exposed to certain levels of dysfunction, but it still has an effect on you. And again, you can't put a filter on it. You can't cut and paste it. It's 24 hours, seven days a week, you. And so I think pertaining to men and women who serve and then come home, you know, it's like I literally put my life on the line on behalf of this country to then realize this country don't give a fuck about me. You took me away from my children. My kids are looking at me and calling me by my first name. They can't call me dad. I can't say that's my father or that's my mother or call your mother mom because they gave birth to you because motherhood and fatherhood is within the relationship. So when you take men and women away and they go overseas for three, four years at a time, that relationship is strained. So then you come home and you're now a visitor in your house that wears on. You're trying to connect to someone or something that you don't have a relationship with. And then you still got all the stuff that you were exposed to replaying in your mind 24 hours, seven days a week. And when you talk about it, people think you're crazy. There is not a pill in the world that can take away that level of dysfunction and trauma when you're exposed to it. PTSD is something that we heard of heavily associated to people who serve our country. But PTSD is real. I, were, I was exposed and watched South Central LA to so many stabbings, murder, crack cocaine, cocaine, Mexican and blacks, you know, feuding and fighting, drive-by shootings, murder in front of me. You expect me to focus on algebra? Do you know what the fuck I just seen last night? My mother was an alcoholic for 27 years, rest in peace, 
She died this year on February 14th of all days. Valentine's Day, my mom got called home. Hmm. Do you expect me to focus on anything you put in front of me? My mind is everywhere else but where you want my mind to be. And it's crazy to be a man or woman who serve our country for years and get exposed to all of that stuff and then try and come home and focus on anything. I mean, imagine your kids in your lap saying, daddy, 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 and you're thinking about everything else but them. That's what I have to say. So again, the system, I hope it makes you uncomfortable. I hope that you don't look at this as just entertainment. There's some real shit we put in this movie. And it was uncomfortable to make, and I hope it's uncomfortable to watch. And I hope it's a deterrent. As a black man, if anybody loves me, looks up to me, worships the ground that I walk on, look at how uncomfortable I was in this movie. And just know I wasn't acting. We really shot this inside of a real prison with real inmates with real prison guards, really having to walk through metal detectors every day as we came to work, really moving prison inmates out of their jail cells so that we can film in the jail cell, Mm. smelling piss and shit, really dealing with discomfort. And it took about three months for me to shake the energy of that prison off of me. And it came all back once I watched the movie a couple of days ago. Sorry for my long answer, but that's my answer. I love that. I love that answer. Uh, Thank you. Terrence, how about you? If there any thoughts on the unfortunate, you know, military to prison pipeline? Well, the statistics say that there are more prisoners in jail, more more veterans in jail than there are prisoners in at least 14 other countries. We have over 181,000 military prisoners who served in the armed forces. Why is that? Is it something and the other countries don't have the same problem? Mm -hmm. So is there has to be something that's going wrong within our own internal infrastructure. There's something that we are failing to do um, or we are now demonizing these men because when you go to the military to what? Typically as a man, to become a better man, a stronger man, to make more more aggressive and, and, and determined choices. You know, so after all of this training and these people that spent 20 years, 15 years, mm-hmm. how is it that they come out into society and end up as... Um, as a stain upon society. Hmm. How does that occur? Well, apparently it's no longer okay to be a man. Hmm. Apparently the structure and the nature of what it means to be a man, it's something that they're teaching in the military, but it doesn't work for our society. So that means now you can change rules all you want, but you cannot change the biology. Hmm. You have to, we have to change, we have to get back 
and look at the benefits of male and female. Men are stronger than women. Women are smarter than men. That's just the reality of it. In the woman's brain, when a, when a woman's body realizes that, that there's a little girl in there, um, about three months of age, it floods it with estrogen. So the amount of connections between the right and left hemisphere is almost three to five times that of a man. Hmm. Therefore, a woman is going to consider many more options and will have a much more wider vantage view point than a man will have. But then that man, because he's only looking at the small necessary things, he can act more quickly. Mm. So then together, you've got one who can sniff out the problem, the wife, the woman, sniff it out, the male can go and move into the direction despite what the anger, what the dangers might be. That's how that's how nature has allowed male and female to interact for as long as the universe has been in. But we don't allow that within our society because there's no reason that these young men and women who are being taught to be better people come out and end up becoming, being seen as the worst, as, as someone terrible and at I'm, I'm dumbfounded by it, but I'm still messed up from what I had said earlier. I thought about it, but um, I, what I said earlier about we need to not have to pay taxes mm-hmm. for 400 years so that we can rebuild our community and rebuild our own finances and resources so that we know are no longer dependent on them. But I think if I said that by myself, that would get me killed. You know, but I would love I would love to not take pay taxes. I mean, I moved um <laughs> I moved from California to Atlanta, uh, so I can get some relief uh, with that level of forking out that kind of money. It's one thing to have agents and managers when them federal and state taxes in California kick in, boy, that shit is real. Sixty two percent. I, I just I don't really understand why I got to give away so much money, uh, especially not knowing where it's going and what it's being used for. Um, I mean, the level of homelessness, you know, what I pay in taxes alone, we should be able to house at least 5000 men and women and families out here that sleeping in these streets. You know, the wealth gap in America is sad and I work hard. I know I'm American. I know I'm a tax paying U.S. citizen. I got all that. I never had a problem with paying taxes until I started making all that I'm making. (laughs) It gets very real. Uh, And, you know, again, in my mind, knowing that it's a mandate it is what it is. I can live in a different city, state or country if I really got a problem with with what I got to fork out in taxes. But if I got to pay those taxes, at least I want to see or feel like I'm seeing uh, what my money is being used for. And pretty much every overhead bridge in Los Angeles right now has not just homeless men, but men and women with their children sleeping in tents. And I just don't understand how the California taxes is hitting us the way they are. And yet we still see with our own eyes, this level of poverty and homelessness. 
And it's cool to give out turkeys. It's cool to do these kind of vignettes. But people need real help. People need mental, emotional, psychological help, financial help. People need real help out here, man. It is really, really crazy. It's it's really hard to make money. Um, and then it's also hard to give it all away and not know where the hell your money is going. You know, we, we, we sending a lot of our American tax dollars overseas right now, fighting that war in Russia. You know, that, that ain't got nothing to do with us. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's between those two countries and we're spending billions and billions of tax dollars to fight in a war that ain't got nothing to do with us. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, anyway, I, I don't really get into politics like that, but yeah, I'm very conscious and very woke, if that's the right word. Um, but at the same time, I'm grateful, you know, because um, my kids are living a particular life that I've earned. Nobody gave me shit. I didn't ride no coattails. I don't have, you know, 20 celebrities saying, let's do all, let's do a bunch of songs together and even if you ain't relevant, I'll make you relevant. I'll use my hotness to make you hot. I don't, I've been an alien out here, man. I've been riding this, you know, riding this wave for over 20 years by myself. It's been me and God. Think about, think about what I just said. Tyrese has always flown solo. I don't come from bad boy records where there's 30 artists on the label all working with each other and collaborate. It's just been me. When I do movies, I collaborate with actors and do my thing and I go home. I don't even have a click of entourage of actors where it's like we all giving each other projects and, you know, it's been, it's been all God's favor and hustling and grinding my way into creating my own reality and you know um i tell people all the time man um stop inviting people to your pity party it's okay to vent express yourself get shit out your system um but you got to put them boots on man you got to do the work ain't nobody finna give you shit i don't care how sexy you think you are it's a lot of sexy people in the world you got to grind you got to hustle you got to network you got to really get in there and get it done. And you got to have the Terrence Howards of the world to leave a movie set from working with you and saying good things about you um, and, and, and saying things about you in rooms that you're not physically in yourself to say good things about yourself. You know, Terrence will never be unemployed. Not on my watch. Ever. I have a responsibility to that black man and his children and his beautiful wife. Like, that's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's real for me. I'm like, I'm, I, I believe in building out fraternities and I don't need 50 of them. <laughs> I can kill the world with a strong five piece and a biscuit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, my, hey, listen. I yeah, tell now, now, now Tyrese is coming, you know what I mean? Like, there it comes. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm dangerous. I'm so dangerous 
I'm I'm one of the most dangerous people, man, because my circles that I move in, we play no games. I don't need to walk in a room with 50 of them. I'll kill all y'all with five. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like my my resources is is real. I'm not talking about violence. Mm-hmm. I don't want one to misconstrue my words. I'm not talking about killing nobody. I'm talking about when it comes to raw talent, when it comes to like people that really walk in that thing, I got monsters around me, man. Directors, actors, singers, rappers, producers, cinematographers, editors. Man, I got goons, bro. <laughs> I got goons, yeah, I'm the goon squad. But that's really- who's next? Who's the next question? I, I got a question for you. Um, so obviously I, I'm not in this situation, but I want to kind of paint this character in this picture of someone who's watching your film. And, you know, I'm a father. I've got um, a young daughter or, or a young son um, and I'm struggling at the moment. And I'm feeling like I need to go and do something that I shouldn't be doing. And I know I should be doing it. But kids at the end of the day, you know, fathers want to look after their, their, their parents. And what would what what are you hoping your your film can do to kind of help inspire that person not to go down that wrong that wrong route? Hey, first of all, let me just say this real quick. I'm sorry, Terrence, to jump it in. Mm-hmm. First of all, you could not find me a fuck to give about anybody who's struggling right now. I'm sorry, man. When I first got on, there was no Uber. There was no lift. There was no Bitcoin. There was no people sitting at home pulling out their iPhone and flipping a hundred dollars into a thousand dollars to a hundred thousand into a million. There was no such thing as being homeless and having an opportunity at becoming a multi-billionaire overnight. There are so many more ways of getting it now than we've ever had. The fact that y'all are even doing this interview from the comforts of your home and you're being paid to be a part of the press and media and journal, there is no excuse for anybody to not get it right now. So if you are, if you got some type of mental illness in any capacity, or you got some type of a handicap where you physically cannot do it. Those are the only people that my heart go out to. There is no excuse. When you was broke and fucked up in the hood, that was that was something you had to wear, period. There was no opportunity to fix it and turn it around, period. Yeah. And we're not talking about fraud. We're not talking about selling weed and crack. That's easy. There are so many more legitimate, real hustles now than it's ever been in the history of life, period. So excuses sound best to the person that's making them up. Get off your lazy ass and go get it. I don't feel sorry for you. And if you listen to this interview, and you still find yourself feeling sorry for yourself, you leave them on the table for me. Yeah. You've got to think, here we are. Um, and I thank you for that honesty right there. That, that, that 
just strict honestness. That that's what we really do need. People make these choices. Like I grew up in the up on Grape Street, not far from where you are. Wow. Not far from where you are. When I first moved here to LA. We moved that's out. Oh, yeah. right. 113th and Grave Street. That's crazy. You, when we moved into, we didn't move into LA and we didn't have a refrigerator. I remember the ants coming through the door, through coming through the screen. I had kittens. They ate my kittens during the night. We had no, we had no, we had little of nothing. I was on welfare most of my life going, going through school. I never sold drugs one day in my life. Never had new clothes for the first day of school. I didn't steal anything from anybody. I didn't rob anybody. I had nothing. But I managed to go out and earn a living without having to harm someone. And I've been in the most desperate of circumstances. But I still have avoided doing something that would cause somebody else harm. God will always make a way. And you have to understand that and don't put yourself in a position where you need God to come and save you. If you need God to come and save you, good, it's nice to have it. But don't put yourself in a situation where you're gonna have to ask him to come and help you because he helped you before in helping you get to this point. We got everything we need. If you. The, the, the statistics are simple. In order, in a healthy ejaculation, you know, there's 300 to 500 million sperm, used to be. Out of all of that half a billion sperm, only one get to that egg because it's a lot to get to life. And that egg doesn't always implant. It has to hijack the mother's body. It wraps itself in dopamine and, and barrels itself into the body. And then the body feeds it and it keeps manipulating. It gives first. That's the first thing that a pathogen does, that the baby does. It gives first and then it receives. We have to do the same things. We have to take those systems in. You got to give first, but you never have to do something where you're going to break some, I've never sold drugs. Members of my families have sold drugs, never did it. Smoked drugs, enjoyed that, but never in my life have done that. So I don't know how somebody else, and I was homeless. I was all of the things that, on all of those situations, but I didn't make those choices because of of a responsibility of karma and, and the creator and action and reaction. And I think if everyone considers that, they won't make that choice. They won't be in that desperate place because money is worth nothing. Since 71, it's been off the gold standard. So it's just a, it's, it's just another integer being multiplied by another integer. It's of no value. And yet we're wasting our way, our life force for something that has no value. And we are the only species in all of the universe, in all of the known universe to use currency. And look at what it's done to us. So don't do anything for money. That's what I'll tell them. You know, make way for life. And life will make way for you. Wow. Hey, um, so so Sydney, I know you just got my message. So Terrence didn't know about this, but I'm going to drop it on him. So if you guys post this interview in its entirety and pull whatever words that can motivate and inspire people, 
Beautiful. Um, Terrence, I got an idea uh, which could be at least two days before our release that me, you, and Jeremy and this young lady here, Sydney, could go up on IG Live, um, which would break the internet to just see all of us up on there. We can have Sydney to narrate and just ask a bunch of questions live on Instagram Live so that the whole world instantly could know about our film and understand the dialogue and the energy as to why they should go out. Because people are either, they're either spending money to advertise the film or not. We don't really know anything about, so we gotta just take take the bull by the horns and do what we gotta do to make sure that people, um, you know, they always say, if you wanna put something if you want to keep something away from black people, put it in a book and films like this, they will purposely suppress the energy and the algorithm around films like this because they don't want people to be deterred from going to jail. They want they want the other movies that that glamorize prison. Mm -hmm. We want people to know that this is one of the scariest things we've ever done. And, you know, one of the most uncomfortable films we've ever made and we want people to go and see it and see why. Um, so I'm I down. just love your energy, Sydney, and um, I'll have my PR team to reach out to you. Okay. And parents, I'll coordinate the schedule with you, my brother. Thank you for doing this today. And I'm gonna make sure I thank Jeremy again. But yeah, we'll figure out a sweet spot and a time that we can do IG Live. And we'll make sure you guys know about it so y'all can tune in. Um, but whatever press and media and attention that y'all give us for our little bitty movie, man, thank you. We appreciate you. We know it's a lot of movies and a lot of clutter out here. Um, and people are trying to figure out their best tagline and punchline to get people to watch their shows and movies. So we just appreciate. We feel like the little engine that could over here. We appreciate y'all for making time. Big thank you guys for your time, too. And I would love to do that. I have a bunch of more questions I didn't get to go this round, so it works yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, so you got covered. You're going to get all three of us in real time. Love that. Get it I'm done. definitely down. Let's dig deep. Let's go. Terrence, mm -hmm. I love you, man. We Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Y'all got to jump. Thank y'all for arranging this day. Appreciate y'all. And uh, thank y'all for watching our little movie. Appreciate you. Thank you, Tyrese. Thank you, Terrence. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right.
Dope Black Podcast.